Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, payroll, tax, and bookkeeping. Now to your hosts, Lindsay Klein, president of Sakline Bookkeeping, and Jeffrey Gonzalez, president of Payroll Guru. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Sakline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. And I'm your co-host, Jeffrey Gonzalez with The Payroll Guru. Hello there, Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> how, have, how have things been? Awesome. Yeah? I'm doing well. Good. That's good how to hear. How about you? You know what? Life is just happening so quickly right now. I feel like we're getting towards the end of the year, and it's just gone by so quickly. I, I want to actually interject here. Because there's something me. that I've forgotten to mention the last couple of episodes. Uh-huh. And this would really only apply to people that are watching us on YouTube on our video. Okay. I have these metal pieces in my mouth. <laughs> and I want to make it known to the world. This is not a fashion statement. I'm going to smile. <laughs> really big for the camera right now. I have braces. Yeah. Um, and... They're the Invisalign invisible ones, which I got because I didn't really want it to be real well known that I'm wearing braces, right? But then the orthodontist is like, hey, we need to put rubber bands in your mouth. Uh huh. And we're going to put these big shiny metal prongs all over your mouth so we can put these rubber bands in. And now people think I'm making a fashion statement. I am not. I was going to say... I am not. I uh, promise. Grills went out of style in the in the 2000s, <laughs> Lindsay. Like, before 2010, grills... I, I don't think people really do that anymore. So, you know, kick it at old school over here. Yeah. So, I, I forgot to mention this the last couple of times. So, if you were looking at the video and going, oh, that's 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 different. It's an interesting fashion that's statement. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it, I promise. I do not want these things. I cannot wait to get them out. <laughs> In fact, I've had them reposition them a couple of times because they were hurting. But Do they anyway. glue them on? Yes, they're glued on. So how do they get them off? Is there a solvent or do they got to like yank it off? I don't know. They do it somehow. I don't You're, know. It's happening to you. They're doing stuff. I don't know what they're doing though. Now I'm curious. I'm going to have to Google this. I'm going to be watching YouTube I'm sure videos. I'm you can watch a video. Yeah. Yeah. I love how we started this off. That, yeah. This is my thing. I just needed it to be known that this is not a fashion statement. Okay. I need Lindsay Klein does not like grills. Oh. <laughs> it just needed to be said, okay? <laughs> I hope you feel better now. That's I feel better. I feel better. Oh my god. Except anyone that skips this episode. Yeah. Now, now so I need you're to have this disclaimer. Yeah. Maybe I need to have a written disclaimer in case anyone misses it. Anyway. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack up when we watch these videos and you can't even tell. Like, it just okay. looks like it's glistening. I don't okay. know. You know Probably not. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I just wanted to make sure. Not a fashion statement. It's out All right. there. All right. I love it. <laughs> well, we didn't come here to talk about our dental issues. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm having some... No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> what we wanted to talk about today was um, effective communication. Yeah. The art of communication is actually the what I want to call the art of a conversation. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's not... Uh, it's not always as easy as you would think, right? Because there's a difference between communicating and there's a difference between effective effective communicating, yes. right? You can get your point across, but how right. effective were you? Well, and we're always communicating, yeah. whether we want to or not. You're right, You're yeah. always communicating. It's yeah. just what are you communicating? Yeah, yeah. Are you communicating that you're too cool for school because you have a grill? 
I mean, <laughs> what are you trying to communicate? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I was yeah, I, I totally brutalized that. Uh, I love it. I love it. Anyway, so, um, but we talk about this a lot, right? You and I, because of what we do, we have to try to be as effective of communicators as we can possibly be, um, not only in our work in, in sales for the company, but also just in managing um, our team. But then even outside of professionalized, it's really important because it affects our professional lives and our personal Absolutely. lives. And how we communicate effectively with either either our partners or our family or kids, parents, whatever. Um, so we kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit. Um, because we we see this a lot, and this is something that we have very high on our we, we find very important. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, super important. Yeah, yeah. How uh, how often do you think you run into people that are poor communicators? Oh, every day. Really? I talk to CPAs all the time. Yeah. Do you have a, an example <laughs> in mind? I shouldn't say that. That's yeah. not nice. I love CPAs. They are fabulous people. <laughs> but let's just say, in the realm of Effective communication. I feel like most people gravitate to the accounting field because they don't want to talk to people. Yeah. yeah. I know that's why I got into this, and now you have me doing podcasts. So, um... so we'll just say a lot of people in the accounting realm, yeah. they avoid communication. communication. So why is that? I, they're largely introverts. Yeah. Uh, they're largely, like I said, I think many of them get into this field because they really just don't want to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably the number one complaint I hear about people leaving their accountant is that they could not get a hold of them or they couldn't reach them by phone or email or whatever, and they never knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually a key component of effective communication, right? Not all communication has to be a long, drawn-out explanation or a long phone call. Sometimes effective communication can be just letting your clients know that you're alive. We've had clients ask us, hey, my CPA, uh-huh. I haven't heard from, uh, do you know if they're okay? <laughs> Are they yes. still alive? I mean, this has happened. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've yeah. asked a group yes. of CPAs before, have you heard of so-and-so lately? Because I don't know if they're okay. Yeah. So that happens. Yes. That happens. Absolutely. So sometimes well, and that's I would all say on that note, less is more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there are people right. that over communicate and they get in the weeds. And I mean, I don't, I know I have a less than average attention span when it comes to listening. <laughs> like if, if your story is going more than maybe 45 seconds, I am thinking about something entirely different than what you're talking about. I'm going to set a timer now from now on. Every 45 seconds, yeah. I got to shift. Now there are exceptions. Like yeah. there's people that can really make a long story very engaging and interesting and entertaining and you're laughing yes. and it's like greatness, yeah. right? There are people that have the art of storytelling down. Yes. But by and large, most, there, most details that you're sharing, you're getting bogged in the weeds. Yeah. There are so many stories and I can be guilty of this too. I admit that. So I'm working on this too. But less is more. There's yeah. a lot of details you can leave out, and it actually will be more effective. Well, and that actually brings me perfect segue to my first point in effective communication is knowing your audience. Yes. Who are you talking to, and what information do they need to know? And so when it comes to, uh, especially in your professional life, if you're having a conversation with somebody, 
don't if if you're talking to a high level person, you know, a partner or the CEO of a company, they don't need to know all of the minute details right. unless they need to know that, right? right. Unless they, they but what do they want by and large? Right. They want I want the high level overview. Right. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what parts I should be diving in on. Right. But we don't need to dive into everything. Right. Whereas if you're talking to that company's accountant, then you might need to dive into very specific details. So it's really about knowing your audience. Yes. In absolutely. that way. Yeah. And you need to also keep a thumb on what type of person are mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Because there are some people that are very analytical. They're fact-based. Yeah. They're not interested in fluff or they don't want to hear how your day went. They don't want to hear your life story. They just want the facts, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can get a read on what type of person am I dealing with? You also might have the other end of the spectrum. You might want to have someone that does not care at all about the facts and the figures and the statistics. They just want to, they want to shoot the the bull about whatever happened that day. And they want to laugh with you. Exactly. They don't want to hear about your report. And you know what I'm saying? Like they, they want to have fun. So how do you, when you're having a conversation with somebody, in my opinion, that's something that you can pick up on in a very short amount of time at the beginning of the conversation. What are the telltale signs that you see and kind of know when to adjust? Well, I would say first thing is, is the more you understand personality types, Mm -hmm. you know, and this might take a little research to get good at this, go study the DISC, the Mm D-I-S-C or the Meyer Briggs, or, you know, if you can start basically very quickly, you know, not to say label people or put them in the box, but the more you understand these archetypes, the more you can very quickly go, okay, I'm dealing with a D, I'm a D. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the D-I-S-C, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the animal that represents the D is the lion, yeah. right? So if I can quickly determine, okay, I'm dealing with a D. So what do I know about Ds? They are to the point. Yeah. Do not bog them down with a long, detailed story. Mm-hmm. They're stop listening. Yeah. You just get to the point quickly. They want straight to the point. Yeah. Bottom line. What's the bottom line? Yeah. Um, they're also, they appreciate just bold truth. They mm-hmm. don't want you beating around the bush. They yeah. don't want you printing it up. Just give them the facts. Give it to them straight. Don't BS them. They can take it. Yep. You know, they're not interested in this beat around the bush, add a lot of fluff. Yeah. They don't care. Uh-huh. Get to the point, say it straight, and they appreciate that. Yeah. So when you can quickly identify, okay, this is the kind of person I'm working with, and not that you're changing who you are, but you're cha- you're altering your communication style in a way that they can receive it. Well, and that's the difference between being in a communicator and being an effective communicator. Right. Um, so to to your exact point, it is good to know because most people, <clears throat> if you are the S in, in the disc. Yes, which is you, probably the opposite of the it's D. It's probably just about <laughs> on the exact opposite end of the spectrum there. But if you're an S and you want to communicate like an S, you're going to lose that. There's going to be a lot of lost in translation. Yes. And, and, and vice versa. And it's hard for me, certainly as a D, being mm-hmm. so opposite from an S, because it's, we're really on the different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. To, you know, I understand in theory, okay, an S, they need the fluff and the care. They're and the, the, the Their, yeah. their um, animal representation is the golden retriever. Yeah. Right? So they're concerned about 
how is the other person feeling? They're, you know, more of the empath, the compassionate, sensitive. Yes. Um, they want to make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. The D does not care yeah. if anyone's okay. Yeah. They care about results and getting it done. Yeah. And so they tend, we tend to run over people in the, in the pursuit of the result. Whereas the S, they are willing to forego the result to make sure everyone is okay. So when you're communicating with an S... You got to be mindful of, okay, am I communicating in a way that they know I care about them? And am I, and am I encouraging them? And are you feeling supported? You know, even if I have to forego talking about the result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which is uh, hard and, for a D. And, you, and, and, and it's not that the, the, it's not that the people that fall on the D, the D side of the disc don't care. It's that they don't communicate that. That's not how they express that they care, is by verb, especially in professional situations. DISC, in, in my opinion, by and large, is, is geared toward professionals, yeah. professional communication. And so when we say that, it's not that somebody that's a D can't be in a relationship with somebody in an S, because that's kind of separate. But in a professional relationship, a D is, is just like, let's just give me the points that I need to know. Right. Um, I need this and I need this so that right. I can get on with my day because I got a thousand right. things on my mind. Right. Whereas an S in a professional relationship would be very interested. In, and uh, I mean, those are those are the people that we love, right? Because right? they're right. also the ones that take care of everybody. So everybody's got a point. Yes. So how do you know when you're communicating with an S, how do you know that their, gla their eyes are glazing over? How do you pick that well, up? Well, I think paying attention is one thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, it's pretty evident when someone is losing interest. Yeah. I mean, if, if their eyes are starting to kind of... Tell us the details, start. because a lot of people don't. I mean, it's obvious for you, but dig into the weeds here with me okay. for just a moment. Yeah. Okay. So, and, 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 and keep this in mind, too. If you are the listener, mm -hmm. how are you communicating that you're not paying attention? It's two-way street, yes. So, if your eyes are not focused on the listener, you're yeah. communicating that you're not really engaged. Yeah. And, and you talk to these people a lot. Um, at least I do, because I talk to people constantly, right? Mm -hmm. If someone's constantly looking over in other directions, you know they're not really paying attention, yeah. right? And so whenever I start seeing that, I'm immediately like, okay, I either need to wrap this up quickly or just get straight to the point mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Because this person is not engaged in this conversation. Exactly. I have lost them. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. maybe I never had them. Yeah. So that's a sure sign is where are their eyes? Mm -hmm. The other thing that's a sure, sure sign is when they ask you a question about something that you just addressed. <laughs> Cause they weren't listening. They were not listening. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. So, you know, they're, they're not listening. Right. Yeah. And, and I know I am guilty of this because again, my attention span, I'm a D I'm a to the point person. So when someone gets way in the weeds and they're giving pointless information and you know, they're, Oh, was that Tuesday? It might've been Wednesday. You know, I'm not, let me look at my calendar. Was that Sunday? Uh, you know, I don't care. <laughs> Why is this relevant, right? I have, you've lost me. Yeah. I have long gone somewhere else in my head. Yeah. So I know I'm guilty from here and there of saying or asking a question of something that they just talked about. Yeah. yeah. And you know, whenever they're like, well, just like I said. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's like, nice ways to put shoot. that. Like, well, as I just heard <laughs> my last email. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing. You sent me a long-winded email. Yeah. Like, so my some of my team has realized this. Like, if you're sending me a long email, I'm looking at the, the keywords. 
they highlight the last <laughs> sentence that you actually need to read. TLDR, I need you to move money. Whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the same goes for emails. Yeah. Less is more. I agree. You know? Absolutely. Especially in the sales arena. I find that people will go through and they try to write these long newsletter type things. And I'm like, four sentences or less. Yeah. Like, get to the point. I'm reaching out because I want to help you with this. Here's what I want you to do. Let's schedule an appointment or whatever your ask is. Boom, boom, boom. Because the average professional doesn't have a lot of time to read you. And I'm sure it has good info. But you can well, say that at another time. Yeah. When oh. I do a PowerPoint, usually it's just photos. For me, it's just photos. I may put bullet points or words. Yeah. But graphs, words, photos. Singular words. Do not read off the PowerPoint. If you do a bullet point situation. Yeah. Uh, to me, every bullet point needs to be two or three words. And it needs to be two or three bullet points at most. Per slide. So it needs yeah. to be mostly graphics yeah. and colors and very minimal words. Because, Do not read off the PowerPoint. And and it's so <clears> frustrating <throat> as a listener when <laughs> you're trying to read the PowerPoint, but you're also trying to listen. Yeah. I don't even. Yeah. Like, I'm not reading it. I'm just going to listen to what you Me have too. to say. Yeah. So, therefore, everything you've written is completely well, and if you needed to write it, like, why not just send me the PowerPoint? Now this meeting is irrelevant. I well, could have read it. And a lot of people rely on their PowerPoint as their notes, yeah. and that's why a lot of people do this. But the audience knows that. Yeah. They're, they're picking up on the fact that you didn't prepare well. But there's a note section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So anyway, that's yeah. just my side note. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you can tell, in my opinion, when people are just losing interest, when they're just not really actively engaged. But I would say keep them as the subject. Uh-huh. To me, this is conversation 101 because people's favorite subject is themselves. Is themselves. Yes. And most people love to hear themselves talk. I mean, we, we all do. Yeah. Why do you think I have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love to hear ourselves talk. Even as I'm talking about conciseness here, I'm very not concisely listening yeah. to myself talk yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but you you make such a good point there because especially in a professional environment if somebody wants to talk about fluff the best communicator the best thing to talk about is their them. life and them, them right Absolutely. let them talk about that and it, and it works on multiple levels because for one you're showing that you care yes because you probably really do care right for two you're, you're um, giving them the opportunity to share things with you that you might be able to use later down the line to help build that relationship, right? If they tell you that their favorite candy bar is a payday or whatever, right, and you, you want to make them feel better sometime, like, you can bring them a candy. You know how much they care about that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. That is an amazing absolutely. way to connect with somebody. So I would say conversational 101, <laughs> the best way to be a good conversationalist is to be good at asking questions. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Be good at asking questions. Do you have go-to questions? I don't know that I necessarily have a list because I'm pretty good at just yeah. coming up with things on the but fly. But do you have a few that you like but, to ask people? Um, I do. I know I do. I mean, I kind of, I just kind of go with the flow. Okay. But you know, it's a good idea if someone is not good at just yeah. going coming up with things on the spot, then have some questions ready. My favorite one is to ask people what their what accomplishment they're most proud of. Oh, that's theirs. a good one. I love that question because it gives them an, it, like, first of all, it gives you an insight into what actually matters to them. 
Yeah. Because if their biggest accomplishment is that their kid just graduated, I mean, that's completely different than my biggest accomplishment was that I graduated with my MBA right. or that my company hit $5 million, right? Those are all very different accomplishments. Right. Even if they have accomplished all three, right. the one that they tell you says a lot about them. Absolutely. And you already know what they're interested in. And so it's easy to kind of continue on that conversation. Oh, your kid just graduated. Yeah. Are they going yeah. to college? Where are they going right. to college? Have right. you taken them? Have you, you know, like the, the conversation can go so many ways, but I love that question. So I would say another good way to do this, and probably what I rely on the most is context clues. Mm. And especially if it's something that appeals to you, somehow speaks to you. Because if you can take something you see, whether it's something they're wearing, maybe mm -hmm. if you're in their office and you see a photo or maybe a sports team memorabilia or something <clears throat> that somehow speaks to you. If you can connect with that and talk about how it speaks to you, not only does it make them feel validated in whatever it is that they have, but it also now you've made a connection to it. And yeah. so I do that a lot where, you know, and, and that's probably my go-to thing, you know, and, I, and I'm big on not, I, I'm big on honesty. So I don't lie. I'm not going to BS someone to be like, oh, I love your hair when I absolutely don't. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. So I'm looking for things that I connect with. If I can legitimately look at something like, wow, I really love that coat. I actually bought one like that at, you know, so-and-so, and I love it because it's so nice and fluffy and soft and, you know, whatever, right? Connect with it. And then all of a sudden they feel validated, like, yeah, I did yeah, buy a they nice have coat. Pride in that coat, too. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. And and I I would argue that it it, it it is very difficult not to find at least one thing to compliment somebody on. Sure. And you absolutely. know what that does? Because you know what people remember? And this is actually one of the things that I was going to save to the end, but it works perfectly here. One of the things that is so important to remember is that people will almost never remember what you tell them and what That's you say. Right. They will always remember how you made Get them, them feel. feel. Yes. And that was one of the last points I was going to make during this podcast. But it is so important because if you show that genuine interest you can compliment them mm -hmm. like not being fake because right. fake shines through when you're not being authentic yes. you can smell that absolutely miles away yes but legitimately having something that you can connect with them on and how does that make them feel absolutely. and they will not forget that they absolutely. will remember you every time you say even if they don't remember what you said they'll still have that feeling of validation about that and yes. they won't forget that absolutely so now let's flip this coin how to be a good listener so you said that a good listener needs to keep eye contact. You gave us some points. Yes. How else do you make sure that you stay engaged and not let the speaker, even if they're not communicating effectively, how do you stay engaged? Taking notes is a big one. Ooh, Carry wow. a notebook around. Okay. And, I, and I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you're not expecting to get into a conversation, carry one around. It's not only validating to the listener when you're writing things down, but it helps you be a good listener. Yeah. But I will tell you how impactful it is, and especially if you can listen for things. And, and this, this is a, a technique for me, too, because I've expressed I have a hard time staying engaged, especially if someone is long-winded. It is yeah. super hard. Yeah. But if I can start writing something down and just listen for keywords that I can just write mm. down, even if there's no point to me writing it down, yeah. it helps me listen and stay on track with what they're saying. Yeah. But as a double bonus, a double benefit, it validates them. Mm -hmm. 
especially, and I've done this, where they say something, listen for like a person's name, like if they're talking about a book they've read or a, a movie star they like or, you know, something that you can look up on Google basically is what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. As soon as they say, oh, yeah, I was reading this book, so-and-so. Oh, wait, wh- what's the name of that book? Yes. And you write it down. Yes. Because you've now expressed interest in what they're saying. You've validated them. Um, and, and even if you come back later, even better. Like if you circle back to it oh, after sure. you, after you've had a little bit of conversation and what was the author's name of that book again? You know, mm-hmm. now you're circling back to it and validating even more that they made a great choice in picking up that book. Yeah. And great. It's such a great idea that now you want to go and emulate them, right? You're yeah. speaking not only validation, but now you're complimenting them with wanting to emulate what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So all of that, of course, is showing not only engagement, but validation. I couldn't have, yeah, that's a fantastic way of putting that. So take notes. I mean, how easy is that? Yes. And follow back up with it. You probably need to remember stuff from that communication anyway. So how easy is that? Right. What else do you got? What other points would you give? Um remembering things if you can like make and i this is another area because my memory is not the greatest but if you can remember little details and and even in the same conversation like i said like if you can remember their kid's name or a date or something that later in the conversation you can reference back to and ask them a question about their kid using their kid's name wow (laughs) and and that helps you be a better listener right because now i'm intently listening because i want to catch these morsels as they come right so that i can use them again so it's not again it's not about being fake the whole point of this is to be authentic but here's some tricks that you can use to really help yourself make sure you're listening absolutely and not getting that glazed over look right now tell me Lindsay. What is your, and, and I hope you're going to say this because I know this is a big one, so this is unprepared. What is your <laughs> biggest pet peeve when you're having a conversation with somebody? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no, the biggest like I have one. I a lot. No, come on. There's one in particular that drives you up the wall. Oh. I don't know okay. what my oh, biggest really? pet peeve. Phones. Oh. Phones. Yes. Yes, do it is not, so important. Do not pick up your phone. And, you know, I would say that even having your phone out on the oh, table is at yeah. least giving the impression that right. you're important and I'm paying attention to you, but if something yeah. else comes up, I'm in on that instead. Yeah. You know um, what? Just stay focused. Eye contact no matter what's going on. Commit your time. And if you can't, and, and it's not that there's never a legitimate reason, right? So-and-so is in the hospital. I'm going to keep my phone here so that mm-hmm. I, hey, that's fine. We all have lives. Yes. But by and large... I would say it is as important in your professional life as it is in your personal life, maybe more yes. in your personal life. Because I'm going to give a good book recommendation, a specific chapter even, okay. about this. I love this. This book is called uh, The Soulful Art of Persuasion. Oh, yeah. Did I the give red this one. Book? It's the red one, right? With It's, it's a white it's book a, with no. red writing? Uh, it is a white book, but I think it's got different colors. I have it in my bookshelf for sure. Okay. Yes. So I may have given it to you. Yeah, I hand you might this have. book out. I okay. have several copies that I hand out. It's Do you? so good. Okay. Um, it's worth reading regardless of whether you want to be a good conversationalist or not. Uh, but there's a chapter in there, and I want to say it's chapter six because okay. I've, I've referenced it several times. So I think it's chapter six um, about respect 
and he talks about this specific thing about the phone situation. And he's a CEO of a large firm and has numerous employees. And okay. so he talks about how even his lowest level employee, how he communicates respect towards them. Even though there are situations where he absolutely would be completely valid as the CEO to go deal with more important matters, how he always shows his employees respect. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he talks about is phones and how he does not have his phone out when he's talking to anyone, mm -hmm. that he shows respect. And he said there are, of course, situations where you might be expecting a very important phone call and you've got to keep tabs on that. And so he said you address that at the beginning of the meeting or the beginning of the conversation. And he said, I just want to let you know I'm expecting this very important phone call. If this person calls, I'm going to have to step out of the room for a few minutes and handle that. And I just want to apologize to you in advance. You're basically showing them the respect that mm -hmm. they matter, that their time matters, and that if I do have to leave the room, it is no indication of my feelings towards you or yeah. th that your time. Yes. So it's a great, great chapter because he talks about how we sh show communicate respect and disrespect in even the most subtle ways yeah yeah no you're 100 right and and i think that that is it, it's it's so commonplace nowadays that it's almost expected yes in conversation to just whip out your phone and start texting and i'm like no that is rude Absolutely. it is such a simple way to give your uh, the person you're talking to the utmost respect Absolutely. how simple is that yeah keep it on silent or, or whatever. I use the watch, right? It's on silent. If I feel it vibrate, I can kind of glance a little bit to see if it's, yeah. you know, my grandma calling for yes. the fifth time because I need to take that call. Yes. But by and large, my focus is on you. And so I, I looked it up. It's The Soulful Art of Persuasion by Jason Harris. I do have this on my bookshelf. Um, it is not read. There's another persuasion book that I also have. It's about persuasion and it is read, but I do have this one and yeah. it's got like multicolored. Yeah, um, multi yeah, it's multicolored on the front. Uh, and I and this is a, that's a fantastic book. Absolutely. I highly recommend. That was the best book I read in 2020. It was fantastic. It's, it's years ago. And you yeah. still remember. Oh, I still remember. It. So it just to recap, impactful. recap some of the things that well, we've gone I wanna, over. I want to oh. add one more thing to that. Hit me. Because there was somebody I was observing in a conversation recently. Okay. And I was so impressed that I, I took this to heart because this person showed such intense active listening. They were zoned in on the person in front of them. Mm -hmm. They did not lose eye contact. They were nodding. They were agreeing. They were, and that's another thing, you know, don't yeah. just sit there and listen, but actually, even if you're just saying, oh, you're so right. Oh, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. Or, you know, just, just giving bit. feedback yeah. so that you're showing that you're, you're actually participating in this conversation. Okay. And, and it's not just, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Your face is spot on. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's, that's yeah. not showing active listening. No. But I was so impressed with this guy because he was zoned in, actively listening, and, and it was like all around was chaos. <laughs> oh, so this was recently. This is like a lot of yeah. people okay. around. This was, you know, and periodically someone's laughing hysterically. And, you know, all, you know, there's just like all a lot going on around. And things that even I would be guilty of if I hear a loud noise or, you know, someone's laughing really loud and you're, you're turning all of a sudden to see what in the world is going on over there. He was not. 
He was zoned Dead in. in. Okay. It didn't matter what was going on around. It was like that was the only person in the room. And I was so impressed. I was like, I want to be that when I grow up. Yeah. It was so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That see and 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 it's amazing how you remember that still. Yes. Like that had such a big impact on you. They respected you and your feel, time. Even I could feel how much he was how much respect he was giving to the person talking. I love it. And I, I was just it. an observer. Like I had more respect for him as the listener with the intensity that he was giving that conversation. I was so impressed with it. I love it. Yeah. All right. This is good. I'm like, I want to be this. This is good stuff. All right. Confidence, though. We need to talk about well, that. Well, so, yeah, let, let's recap on, like, what that looks like. So when you're conversating with somebody, you want to be, you want to know who your audience is and give them the information in the way that's going to be most effective for them. So some research may be necessary to kind of learn those different communication and personality types. Um, but it, it, that's extremely important. Uh, and then when you're, of course, listening, you want it's just as important to, w- you gave a lot of points. So you could take notes. You can repeat back what they say. You can summarize what they say. These are all common Google active listening, and you'll mm-hmm. find all of these points. But it's really eye contact. And then lastly, being respectful. Best case scenario, this is the only person in the world right now. You are the only thing that I am focused on, yep. right? And and you're going to want to try to get as close to that as you can. But being respectful for, with their time. And, and just basic eye contact, yes. believe it or not. Yes. Nodding your head grunt do something so that they know that you're participating in the conversation yeah so that's the recap on all of that now Lindsay, i have seen this happen several times with you and i i need to know your secret on this okay Okay. so somebody throws a crazy curveball at you you're having a conversation (laughs) especially within business situations so let's narrow this down because i've seen this happen you know, Lindsay, you have a bookkeeping company. Do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this crazy obscure thing that you've never heard of before in your life and only ever going to need to do it three more times ever? This crazy, crazy obscure thing. What is your response? Well, I mean, obviously it depends on the situation, but always exude confidence. How? How do you exude confidence? Always exude confidence. And this is where, and, and this is important. Yeah. Because I see a lot of people in business communication where when something is thrown at them that they feel unsure about, Mm -hmm. feel insecure about, feel in over their head, they don't know what it is. Like they they may be getting asked a question where they're like, I don't even understand the question. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you do? I don't even know what that is. Always exude confidence. What does confidence look like? Donald Trump. Yeah. Love him or hate him, right? Love him or hate him because he's a polarizing figure. He is figure, polarizing, and, right? I, and I'm not saying anything about politics here. Doesn't matter. One undeniable talking fact. Talking about his confidence level. Tell us. So what does you that can look throw like? Anything at that man. Yeah. Anything at that man, and his confidence level never wavers. It is always now. He's also coupling it with a lot of just. Um, what do you, what's the word or the adjective for? It's always the biggest. It's always the best. Oh, it's always, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So okay. if you're talking to a client and you're telling them that it's always the biggest and it's always the best, they're going to see right you gotta through. Got to find some balance. Right. You want to still be honest and authentic about mm-hmm. whatever the situation is. You're yeah. not just always spitting out. When I say confidence, I don't mean that everything is always the biggest, the greatest, the best, and wonderful, and, and you never give bad news, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. 
I'm just talking about if you think of the energetic force behind what he's doing. Yeah. Not what he's saying. Yeah. But the confidence that he's exuding in it. Yeah. Why is it important to express so much confidence in those situations? Because, especially when you're dealing with a client Mm -hmm. or a prospective client, Mm -hmm. you want them to have faith in you. Yeah. And especially in our industry where you're dealing with finances. Yeah. You may actually be dealing with their clients. Mm -hmm. There's a lot at stake there. Yeah. Their reputation is at stake. Their finances are at stake. There's a lot at stake here. Yeah. They need to feel confident that you have them. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of anxiety already surrounding this situation. So by you exuding confidence, their anxiety will lower. Because they're going to feel assured that you've got this. Yeah. And even if you are throwing a curveball and you're going, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Yeah. There's a way to handle that where you can still exude confidence that you've got them. You yeah. can even admit you don't know. Yeah. That's not a problem. We're not saying to lie. No. And and be I, authentic. I don't know if you were with me yesterday whenever someone threw something at me and I'm like, you're throwing all these acronyms at me. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Help me out here. Educate me. Yeah. Right. So there's a way to even in a joking, fun manner, admit you don't know what the heck is going on here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just keep that confidence level up and be unafraid to admit. And you can even do it in a more professional, just, you know, Actually, start with validating them. That is a great question. I love that. People love to hear that they've asked a great question. And it is. If it stumps you, that is a good question. It's a great question. Yes. So tell them that. And and, and what better way to validate them than to let them know that you need to go find a higher level of expertise to deal with this question because it's such a great question. Yeah. So if you can start, because again, going back to what you say, people remember how they feel. If you can start by saying, that is such a great question. All of a sudden, they feel, oh, I just asked a great question. (laughs) I would say that that was a turning point in my sales career. Because as a salesperson, you get paid Mm -hmm. when you make a sale. So you never want to say no. And so as a new salesperson, I was so afraid to say no, right? And but you don't want to fall into this trap of just saying yes, yes to everything, everything, right? Because that will right. bite you in the butt right. eventually. It goes back to what we were saying: how everything's and it's the greatest and the best, yeah. and yes, and, and you don't. And, and lying is never a good way to start a no. relationship. But when I realize that they don't care, if I have that confidence of, I don't know, but I'm gonna find out, and I'm gonna, and you know what? It's actually even better because now you have an excuse to follow back up. Right. Now you right. have, they're, they're expecting you to reach back out and then you can show them that you're going to reach back out. Yes. That, that helps you even more with the oh, sale. Yeah. Well, and it helps it, in it multiple flies. ways because A, it shows you're honest. Yes. It shows you're authentic. Yes. And to your point, when you follow up, it shows that you're a man of your word and that you will do what you say you're going to do. Exactly. And, and they don't, I've never once had anybody tell me anything, but okay. So that looks like for me, that's a good question. You've stumped me. I, I go the joke, right? You stumped me this time. <laughs> I actually, I've been doing this for a decade. Nobody's ever asked me that question before. And that before. validates him even more. Yeah, I've never like, been asked wow. that question. But you know what? I know exactly who to ask. Yes. So let me do this. I'm going to write this down. Taking notes, yes. right? Like we talked yes. about earlier. I'm going to write this down. Let me get back to you by tomorrow afternoon. Is that okay? Get the confirmation. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Cool. I'll be that talking to you tomorrow. That is a fantastic way of handling it. And even if the person you're asking is Google, 
<laughs> Dr. Google answers so much for me. Dr. Google helps me all the time. Yes. So yeah. So when you can exude that level of confidence of that is a great question. I actually don't know. And, and if you can't add something in all honesty, of course, we're not bullshitting here. But yeah. if you can, in all honesty, say, I've been doing this for 10 years and I have never been asked that. That is such a good question. Yeah. But I know who to ask. I know exactly who will know. And yeah. maybe you mean Google. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you just go Google it to yeah. go find the answer that you need. Yeah. But at least you're exuding confidence. Yeah. And my client is confident now. Yeah. And they know. And that also sets a good precedent moving forward because they know even if something does come up that you don't know how yes. to handle, you will figure, you will figure, it, figure out. it out. You know what's more important than knowing than having than getting somebody that knows how to do everything is getting somebody who's at least willing to figure it out yes. for you. Um, and, and that, is, that is probably our biggest outline of success. We, we've actually just, de- we, 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 we closed a deal of a very large deal recently mm-hmm. doing something we've never done before, yeah. right? We had the idea and we had a lot of stuff in place, yeah. but we've never done it to this yeah. extent. Um, and we're talking huge and this was scary. Yeah. We were, we were worried. Yeah. But did the person that we were closing the deal with? know that we were concerned about this at all i hope not i don't no, think we she did not that. she's told us a few times i can confirm that as far as she's concerned we have done this a thousand times and we're learning as we're going right now but you know what she'll never know that and it's not because we lied we never lied we never told her that we could do anything that we can't do right but we'll figure it out yes and that's we all will. we need is is that and and so that is i think a huge well like, and i would say to that point the way that you can truly exude this confidence is by having the confidence that you will figure it out. Yeah. If, if right. you, and we, I think we've all come across those people that whether they intentionally or unintentionally, they exude that energy that they really have doubt in themselves mm. and in their capabilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a sure way to raise anxiety in the person in front of you, especially if it's a client or a prospective client, they're automatically going to be going, so how can you I help with that? How, how you, you've you got to raise your own self worth and your own self confidence. Mm-hmm. So what does that you, look like? And in four agreements, uh-huh. if anybody that's in fact anyone in general should read this book, the yeah. four agreements. Uh-huh. You told me you have it. You yeah. need to you need to actually read it though. It's it, it, fantastic. It, it, you, you've seen my bookshelf before, Lindsay. I have a <laughs> lot of books. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't I do mean too. I've read them all. This is a short read. It's not a huge book. The four agreements. It. And I will say at the beginning, it's probably losing some people because it gets into some spirituality. It, it is a little odd. Yeah. That's, it's getting yeah. into some spirituality. I mean, it's basically of the belief that we are... Um, energy? We're energy, yes. Yeah. But that essentially, and I hate to even use this, use it in this way because this is probably automatically going to turn people off, but that we are God in the sense that we are energy. We are... And if you think of all the adjectives related to energy, can't be created or destroyed, all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So get through that. Yeah. Even if you have to skip through the first part, get to the four agreements part. Do you? So let, let's kind of run through those really quick because I know that this is something that applies very much to this conversation. Yes. So first of all, it's the, the, the four first agreements. Agreement. The first agreement is be impeccable with your word. What and does that, that mean? And that doesn't necessarily mean what we think it means, which is, you know, be honest. Mm-hmm. It is that, but it's more than that because it's talking about words actually being energy Uh and it literally are right now. When I'm speaking to you, it is sound waves that are from my mouth to your ears. And the way that that happens is 
atoms made of energy bumping into each other to create these sound waves. Yeah. We are literally creating with our thoughts and our words. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So basically it's talking about what are you creating? Because you are creating and it does have a frequency. So being impeccable with your word is never harming yourself with your words. Okay. So anytime you are thinking negatively about yourself, you are harming yourself. You're creating creating a narrative and you're actually manifesting a reality is what it's talking about. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Yes. Because you're creating something. I love it. So if you're impeccable with your word, what it means is never defiling yourself with your word. What you say about yourself actually encourages, uplifts, supports, and propels you. And that also applies to other people. Absolutely. That's the second part of it, is don't take anything personal. So that relates to the the other people, what they're saying about you and what you're saying about them. So never using the word as poison against them, but also don't accept what they're saying as poison against you. Oh, good. Because what it's saying, what it's talking about with the agreements is that nothing becomes an actual reality until you agree with it. Mm. So even if a thought comes to you, because it could be coming from an outside source, not yourself, it's not until you agree with it that it then becomes a reality. This sounds very similar to something that I hear young professionals talk about all the time called imposter syndrome. Yes. Right. That that mm-hmm. really applies to those first two things, because that's a reality that you're telling yourself. And I think the younger yeah. demographic is familiar with imposter syndrome because right. I hear it all the time. Uh, that's really what that is, is like, you know, you have to you can't let that sink in. Right. Even if that's a thought right. like I don't belong here. Come I, out. I, I, I come have, out of agreement yeah. with that. Get and even if yeah. you have to say I come out of agreement and, and you've probably heard me because I do this all the time now. Yeah. I come out of agreement with that. If yes. someone even jokingly says something over my life, yeah. you know, they might just jokingly be saying, ah, oh, you're crazy. Even <laughs> if they're doing it in a joking way, I come out of agreement with that. Yeah. I am not crazy. Yeah. You know, So I will do things like that to just emphasize how much I am not aligning with that spoken over me. I love it. So make sure that whatever you're thinking about yourself or saying over your life, even if you consider it joking, you are creating a, a reality for yourself. I fully believe that. And you are internalizing it. Even Absolutely. if you're jokingly saying Absolutely. it. In fact, you correct me all the time because sometimes I'll get mad or I'll make a big mistake like I do all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, God, that, I'm so stupid. And you're like, stop it. Do not, not say that. Yep. Like, I come and, out of but, agreement with but that. But it really matters. Like, it does. even though I know mentally I don't really mean that, subconsciously, I'm picking up on that. And your brain will look for evidence for the things you tell it. That's true. Yeah. We will find evidence. Yeah. You, you tell the reality to your brain and it will find the evidence for it. Mm. So why not, if you're going to speak something that isn't true, speak something on the good end. How smart, how intelligent, how good, how that. kind, yeah. whatever. Like, put a, a good positive adjective there, and then your brain can find the, the evidence for the good things that are going on. So okay. be very impeccable and watch what you say. I'm very careful now what comes after I am. What is when that? you say I am, uh-huh. whatever follows that, you're mm. now creating a reality. What are you coming into alignment with? What are you coming into agreement with? Yeah. Okay. Because people say things all the time. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm crazy. I'm whatever, 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 right? That are not helping them. Yeah. Yeah. So be very careful what comes after the words I am. Okay. Because that you're actually saying an identity statement. Okay. And it's not that you're oblivious. I mean, there's things now I'm very careful to say instead of 
I am, like you said earlier, I am stupid. Yeah. You could just say, oh, I made a mistake. Which is fine. I made yeah. a mistake or I behaved silly there. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like saying I behaved or I acted is very different from an identity from statement. I am. Yeah. Because identity now it's who you are versus what you did. Those are different. So be careful with that. So that was two. So number three, don't make assumptions. This is a big one. How many times do we assume from body language, from mm -hmm. facial expressions, yeah. from something someone said even, we assume all sorts of things and even run with whole entire narratives. Yep. Even might stop talking to people. Yeah, because we assume because something. we've assumed things that we that we assume what we what their intentions were. We assume they don't like us. We assume whatever. Yeah. Well, it's probably our own narrative too that we're just. Yes. Uh, uh, so, have yes. you, do you know who Key and Peele is? No. Key and Peele. So they're a couple of comedians, and they do skits. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but one of their most famous skits are they're texting each other. Um, and one of them is like hanging out on the couch and he's just enjoying his day and they're texting each other. One's all riled up though. And he's like, hey, are you coming over today? And the other one goes, I don't know, maybe. And the other one reads it as, I don't know, maybe. And then they keep going back and <laughs> forth. And at one point it's like, do you want to come over? You want me to come over and settle this? And the other one's like, oh, you want to come over? <laughs> yeah, come over. I can't wait to see you. And then he reads it, I can't wait to see you. And he's all worked up. And he's banging on the door, and he opens the door, and he's like, hey, I'm so happy you're here. But it was the same conversation. Yeah, yeah. Assumptions were right. made. Right. Yeah, exactly. I love that. So that's a great, like, five-minute skit yes. to watch that explains yes. that whole thing. And this gets into, you know, and there's a lot of books that talk about this, too, how people that come from Body Keeps the Score is a, is a good example yeah. where they did a study where they took kids from different environments, some from really tragic horrible environments in their home to middle class, you know, to quote unquote normal families. Yeah. And they would show them the same abstract pictures of nothing. It was nothing, but yeah. they had to translate what was there and what they translated it to be was very different depending on the environments they came from. Yeah. And it was always threatening or awful or terrible, violent things when it was somebody from a, a tragic home. Versus the, the kids that were from the the normal homes, if yeah. you will. I don't hate to say normal, yeah. but I can't What's think of the adjective. Nowadays, but yeah. yeah, but you know what I'm saying. That the ones that were in a relatively safe home, yeah. they had more, you know, butterflies and balloons yeah. and you know, just yeah. normal they see kid the world stuff. Differently. Yeah. They saw the world completely differently. Yeah. And so we have a tendency to filter, especially facial expressions. Mm. We have a tendency to filter facial expressions depending upon our own internal narrative that's going on, whether it be from our trauma, from our own self-talk, whatever it might be, yeah. we're now filtering that facial expression as, oh, they don't like me. Yeah. Yeah. When in reality, and I've had this happen to me, and it's probably more to do with the fact that I've checked out and I'm now thinking about something completely different, but I've had people translate my facial expression oh. as something against them and i'm like you know and then i sometimes will just come clean and go i'm gonna be honest i wasn't even listening yeah. i wasn't even thinking about yeah. you that like, face was I not was... for you that face was <laughs> not for you i was thinking about the fact that i needed to like go pick up my dry cleaning like yeah. it had yeah. nothing to do with you whatsoever yeah 
And so that even brought to light further to me, hit home how, wow, we're constantly making assumptions yes. about things that are usually completely off base. Always know that. That's always yes. important to remember. So what's the last one? Last one. Always do your best. What? Always. Always do your best. What and does that and, look like? and this, you know, I actually just read this chapter last night where it was talking about this is it really goes back to not judging ourselves because we will often judge ourselves because we have this high standard of perfection that we set ourselves up to. Mm -hmm. And when we fall short, we start judging ourselves, which mm -hmm. goes back to that first thing of always be impeccable with your word. When you start beating yourself up because you weren't perfect today, basically what he's saying is just do your best. And your best in the morning is going to look different than the best at night whenever you're That's exhausted. True. That is true. You cannot hold yourself up to perfection. You have to know whatever your best is in the moment is going to look different depending on what's going on. And you, you can't start beating yourself up and judging yourself because you didn't exude perfection at something. I love it. Such good information. Yeah. So, so to, to be an effective communicator, it, a lot of it starts with your confidence. And that confidence really goes back to how you speak to yourself. Yes. And, um, and believe it or not, it is really important and it can have a big impact in your life. And then once you have that confidence, it's about actually listening to people, yes. being involved in those conversations, make them feel like they're the only person. Because that is, I mean, you choose what you're going to focus on right. at that moment. Right. Are they important enough to focus on? Make sure that they know that. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, and then also to be an effective communicator, know your room, be concise, know your stuff. Yep. You know, don't go unprepared. These are all ways to be an effective professional communicator and believe it or not a lot of it applies to our personal lives as well so if you want to check out that book the four agreements it's by don miguel ruiz um, definitely worth the read i've been told by many people that it's yes. great it's another one that's it's sitting a in my life changing book. all three books you've mentioned i have in my bookshelf and i don't <laughs> i haven't read all the way through so um i have uh, i need to get to work on that but thank you so much we're kind of going through all that yeah yeah i love it's, it it's a great topic a lot of people I think can can benefit from this, including me. Yeah. In areas that I'm not. There's always room to grow. Yeah, absolutely. But doing our best. Yeah. We're doing our best. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Sakline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. And this is Jeffrey Gonzalez with the Payroll Guru. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. By the books is presented by Sakline Bookkeeping and Payroll Guru. For more information, visit Sakline.com or PayrollGuru.com. The information provided on these websites and podcasts does not and is not intended to constitute legal or accounting advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Sakline and Payroll Guru may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney or accounting professional to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal or accounting matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney or accountant can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.